Hello, hello. Welcome back to my Big Sisters podcast, and I'm your host, Tina Kosnick. Hello, everyone. If you're listening to this on Monday, I hope you're having a great morning. And whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're having an okay day. So today's episode is going to be about, I'm like already tired. <laughs> Do you hear me <laughs> taking a deep breath? Bitch, we just got started. Today's episode is about dating advice. And I don't know why any of you want my dating advice. (laughs) I'm a monster. Okay. I'm not very nice about dating. And anyway, we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's set the scene. I have my drinks iced coffee. I have a black. Do you remember the matte black Starbucks tumblers? I have the large one. It's my favorite tumbler. I've had it for years now. They really are good quality. You could put them in. You could put them in the dishwasher. And I was moody today. I have like an attitude. So I figured the black was perfect. (laughs) I also have my seltzer and palm. The ice is melting already the clanking is i have clear straws i have clear glass straw straws because i don't like the plastic i feel like they don't get clean and i have the straw straw cleaner you know the skinny little straw cleaner where you can clean the inside i need to see what's going on in there so i got clear glass ones so i could see if it's really clean okay because Ew. Before we get started on dating advice, um, August 22nd, the podcast is a month old. We already made it to a month. And I believe this is episode seven. There's a thing with podcast where people say people don't usually make it past episode seven or episode nine. I can't remember which one. I probably should have looked it up, but this just came to me right now. I'm making it past episode seven, okay? I don't know what type of spooky spell that is. We're making it past episode seven. Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) choke. Should I cut that out? Well, I'm not going to. If you don't know me in real life, you you might not know this. I choke all the time. I think it's allergies. I think it's a nasal drip. I've been choking for years. I choke all the time. I don't know what it is. Some people have said that it means you're telling the truth. (laughs) Like if you're choking when something is said, it means it's the truth. I don't know what it is, but I choke all the time. Okay, so I also wanted to thank you guys because so many of you have shared the podcast with your friends and family or with whoever or posted it on your story. And I have been noticing new people and new follows. And that's really great because right now I don't do any type of marketing. (laughs) And I will... This is just a new experience for me and I'm doing it by myself. So I'm learning everything brand new. I just figured out how to use this microphone and level the audios. I'm watching YouTube videos on how to set up, how to film it at the same time. I'm learning how to monetize it if I can and things of that nature. So I haven't even gotten to making clips and marketing myself and getting a publicist and things like that. So when you share it, it is so helpful. And I just want to tell you, I really, really appreciate it. Um, 
I also wanted to give you an update about Patreon. So I shared on, if you didn't know, if you're new, we do have um, an Instagram, My Big Sisters Podcast on Instagram. And that's where I share more pop culture updates, podcast updates, just to keep anyone who cares in the loop and not spam my personal page. Is it a personal page? At Tina Kosnick? I don't know if that's considered a personal page because I use it mostly for work as an influencer, content creator, whatever. And on the podcast Instagram, I was talking to you guys about having a Patreon. And I asked for your advice because I've never had anything behind a paywall before. That's very new to me. I've never put anything on a paywall. And even when I had a makeup class in person, I priced it very low and I made sure you would get the value for your dollar. The gift bags were worth over $2,000. And I've never monetized in that way. So for me, it's also it's also uncomfortable for me because there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. I feel really guilty to be like, hey, I have a Patreon, <laughs> sign up for my Patreon. Um, so I'm still like, God, how am I going to do that? And I said all this on the Instagram, but I'll tell you here. The reason I really want a Patreon, even though monetizing it would be so helpful because that means I would be able to find a videographer or a producer or just have hire more help with the podcast but the privacy is what i was really looking <clears throat> choking again is what i was really looking for because i have every intention of sharing a lot of stories on this podcast i'm never going to run out of episodes by the way <laughs> i have content Content and stories and opinions and thoughts and interviews lined up that would probably last me years. I'm also going to do interviews and stuff like that. But there are some things that would impact my personal life as far as safety, okay? And when you find out, you'll fully understand. You'll be like, oh, I fully get it. Okay, yeah, put that behind a paywall. But I also don't want to limit myself to, well, just don't tell those stories. I kind of have to if I'm going to stay true to what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Although we discuss hot topics and gossip and friendships and like today, dating advice and blah, 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 right? I'm also going to share personal stories. And there are people that I don't want to be able to have access to it. And even when you block people on Instagram and YouTube and wherever you have a social media platform, if you're also public, it's way too hard to really block someone. So I have my Instagrams, right? And I could block whoever I want. They could still gain access to them because I'm not a private account. When you use Patreon, OnlyFans, websites that have paywalls, there are copyright laws where you can't screen record it, you can't take a screenshot, you can't republish the information. So if I wanted it to make it, if I wanted to make it less accessible to the public, that would be the best option because then one, I will be able to see whoever purchased to listen and then I will be able to track how it got out otherwise. Um, but. Then I was like, I don't want to make any of you guys upset. Like, I don't want to have a Patreon 
and then it pisses some of you off <laughs> and then I lose some of you because this has been one of the greatest things I've ever done as far as projects and content creating and influencer career. This has been my favorite and I've been a cover girl before. This is still my number one favorite. It is the most fulfilling, the most rewarding and it makes no money by the way, <laughs> which is crazy. It makes me no money. Um, but it's still my favorite thing to do. So if a, me having a Patreon will upset you, I want you to tell me. So far, the feedback has been good. And I have no plans on making it super expensive because I know we're headed to a recession. I know that the pandemic was very hard on people. And I get it. You know, little things add up. I understand all of that. But I'm just trying to figure out how to manage everything and monetize it to keep it going because it takes up a little bit more time than I thought, especially when you want to film and create clips and really market your podcast. It takes up a lot of time. It almost takes up more time than YouTube, which I thought that wouldn't be the case, but it is the case. And then when I researched how do podcast platforms make any type of income to sustain continuing filming and recording episodes, a lot of the suggestions were Patreon and crowdsourcing. So the idea, I guess, is your following will donate what they feel they can to make sure that you still create the content. Because until you're signed to a network, there's really no, it's not like YouTube. YouTube, you could post for free and the ads will end up paying you, right? With the streaming apps and you know, just uploading podcasts for free, you don't get anything in return unless you have something like Patreon or unless you have ad reads, which I don't yet. Which, um, probably because I don't have any clips up. When a brand wants to have ad work done, they most of the time want to see video content as well, which I fully understand. So until I have really good video content up to go with the podcast, I'm probably not going to have any sponsored deals. I'm going to work on it but I'm not going to have them yet. So that's the update with Patreon and that's the transparency. So, you know, send me a message on the Instagram and let me know your thoughts because I want to keep you in the loop and I want to be doing this together. Okay, I'm glad I got that out of the way. Let's touch on a couple hot topics before we get into dating advice. Number one, Brad and Angelina. Brad and Angelina. So what had happened was obviously they separated, they're fighting for custody, and now all of their, I guess the, I don't know how many accounts of abuse Angelina is claiming. The only one that I've seen so far is they were on a plane ride with the kids um, and he was drinking, he started flipping out at Angelina, getting aggressive, one of the kids jumped in the way, he pushed, he went to go attack the child. Angelina got in the way. He pushed her off. The FBI had to come because this was in flight. The laws are different when you're in flight. And they ended up, they made an FBI report and then I don't know where it goes from there. So there is an FBI report. So the accounts had to have been real, right? I guess we'll find out more as this unfolds. I'm not sure why this is coming up all of a sudden because this happened years ago, maybe because they're still in the middle of a court battle. And I don't want to say too much and then be incorrect about it. I haven't gotten too far deep into researching it, 
But what I do notice is it's already going viral. It's all over Twitter. It's being reposted, page six, you know, all the platforms, right? What I noticed was already people are taking Brad Pitt's side because, and they're drawing a lot of comparison to the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. See, that's already going to piss me off. (laughs) I'll tell you why. This is what I was saying about Amber Heard's case with Johnny Depp in the beginning. It is so dangerous to lie about abuse because of how it will discredit other victims. Not just other victims, but women. Women rarely, rarely are they validated when they come forward about any type of abuse. And to compare the situations... I think is not only cruel, but it's very scary to other people in the world. Anyone reading, any girl, any woman who might be getting abused or was abused in the past but never came forward, they're reading these articles about people already discrediting Angelina's story before we even know all the details, and they're petrified. And that's why Amber Heard... Sorry, I'm getting tied up. That's why Amber Heard lying was such a big deal. It's not just about what she could have done to Johnny's career. It was more than that. It was really about what it will do to future victims. So I'm just recommending, please, when you read these news news sources about Angelina and Brad Pitt, maybe, I don't mind if, you know, you're going to have your opinions. We all have our opinions. But just keep in mind that we do not know all the details and it's better to wait. It's better to wait. Let's see what happens. You don't need to decide the second you read it. Oh, she's lying. He's lying. He's a drunk. She's a bitch. You don't need to do all that the second you read a headline. Do you guys hear that? My dryer just, (laughs) my dryer bell just went off. I'm going to have to go switch the laundry after this. I'm doing laundry too. Um, What was I saying? Oh, When you read these headlines, especially with something as serious as abuse and child custody battles and things of this nature, wait it out before you're like, oh, this one lied. This one's bullshit. Stop. It's it's immature. It's eternal misogyny. Just wait, because if they're already releasing FBI documents, I'm sure more will come out. I'm sure one of them will speak out. Give Let's see what happens, because a lot of people jumped on the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. We watched the entire case, and we found out the truth, which I hope is the truth. Oh, my God, I would hate to be wrong about Amber at this point. I'd still, I still don't even talk about it a lot, because I just feel like you never really know until you're in the room, even though there's proof, and we did the whole case, and I watched every day. You never really know until you're in the room. It is so hard to decide. So to just read a headline or something on social media and be like, wow, he's a fucking alcoholic abuser or wow, look, another woman lying is insane. You know, use some critical thinking skills, have some patience and some compassion. You know, we we don't know the truth. And with this case specifically, which I'm, more disappointed about is because there's children involved there's children involved these are somebody's parents so no matter whose side is right or wrong it still hurts the kids involved okay 
So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and we'll get into it. As the case unfolds, we'll definitely revisit this. And I'm going to stay up to date. I'm going to, you know, find whatever information out that we can. There's only so much you can do. What's released is what's released. Like, what are we going to do about what's put out there? It's just, it's about, you know, you have to do a little bit of a deeper thinking because who released this information? Was it manipulated? You know, it's there's so much to it. And I'm not... I'm doing my best as like a fake journalist, but there's only so much I could do. Moving on, the next topic. Joe Jonas and the Botox ads. A lot of you sent it to me, which was very validating, by the way. Thank you. A lot of you sent it to me and said, look, this is what you were talking about. Exactly. And I'm so glad there's a man that felt confident enough to come forward and say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. It's not a big deal. Everybody does it, which is very true. And I'm so glad you guys are seeing it too. I wonder if um, I wonder if it's making a difference to people. I wonder if they're like, oh, holy shit, the men do it too. But it is making its rounds. I've seen it about, well, maybe I see it a lot because a lot of people are sending it to me. But I hope that, um, I hope that it also encourages men to do more. <laughs> I've always said this and I've been saying it for years. I think men should do a little bit more self-care. And we're going to get into this when I get into the dating advice as well. I think men should, like, normalize men taking care of themselves. Normalize it. What is so wrong about men getting manicures, pedicures, Botox, wigs? Like, let them do more. Let them do more. Why is it only for women? Why is it mostly for women? I know that men do these things, but it's definitely not normalized and there's definitely a stigma with other people kind of making, trying to make men uncomfortable with saying things like, oh, you're gay if you do that, which, why are you weaponizing gay? Like, gay is not a bad thing. Weird. Don't be weird. And I don't understand why, (laughs) what, I don't understand how taking care of yourself relates to sexuality. Like, what? Why don't you want men to be clean? Wasn't there a whole thing on Instagram like people were saying if, oh, if you wash your butt in the shower, you're gay? Excuse me, what? (laughs) It is the weirdest thing. I don't know why. I don't know why taking care of yourself. Well, I should say like this. I don't know who makes this up, but what does taking care of yourself as a man, all aspects, like remaining clean, doing your nails, your feet, your underarms, washing your ass, taking care of your hairline, taking care of your skin. What does that have to do with sexuality? What does that have to do with it? Because I'll tell you one thing, if there's any straight men listening to this episode, which I highly doubt, (laughs) if they are listening, women, straight women who want to be with straight men, want you to be clean. Yes, they do. They want your fingernails to be clean. They want you to smell good. And they 100% want you to wash your ass in the shower. They do. They want you to look good. I don't understand. (laughs) Nobody wants a schlubby, messy, stinky man. They don't. Stop. There's nothing wrong with men taking care of themselves, even if they're going to a med spa to get a little work done. Good. Good for you. You want surgeries. You want to do a little plastic surgery. You want to get a little lipo. You want to start hitting the gym, you know, doing a little spray tan. Yes. Let's encourage this. There's nothing wrong with men 
wanting to take better care of themselves. And then if you think about it a little bit deeper, you will understand. Hold on. My computer did that thing again. Did I fix it yet? No. (laughs) I have to fix the screensaver from popping up too early because then it scares me to think like, are we still recording? We're still recording. We're always still recording. I remember that. We're always still recording. Okay. It also gives men the perspective about how much work women really put into, how much work really, I'm scrambling myself, how much work it takes and how much we put into looking good. It is not cheap and it's not easy, okay? And it's definitely not painless. We spend hours doing these things. We spend tons of money doing these things. Let them do it and find out, oh, wow, going to the nail salon was a fucking pain in the ass, but it's worth it. My hands my hands and nails look good. Let them do it and figure it out. Let them go get injections and find out how fucking expensive this shit is. Let them do it. Encourage it. Maybe they'll be a little bit less fucking irritating. <laughs> okay, so I think, oh, I was going to discuss one more thing. How long are we recording now? Well, I guess it'll be a long one. Army Hammer. Do you know about this? Army Hammer is a very handsome actor who... Do you want to use... Don't use... Hold on, I just had a pop-up. Do I want to use my AirPods? No. Are we still recording? I got cut off because my stupid laptop pulled... Asked me if I want to use my AirPods. No. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Army Hammer. And then we'll get into dating advice. Army Hammer. Army Hammer is a very handsome actor who I guess was dating all these women in Hollywood. Non-actresses. I think just like, you know, normies in Hollywood. And stories were coming out that he's into cannibalism. You heard me right. Cannibalism. This man is into cannibalism. He was texting girls that he wants to eat part of their ribs. He wants to set them up with a plastic surgeon. Oh my God, I'm getting sick saying it. I'm sorry if you're eating, by the way. He, But you have to know this. He wants to set them up with a plastic surgeon and take out one of their ribs so he can eat it. Oh yeah, this is real. And he's admit to it and went to therapy for sex. <laughs> There's a new documentary coming out. I believe it's on the Discovery streaming platform. I don't know if I have that one. I have one of them smart TVs. I just feel like sometimes I don't even know what what streaming services comes with it because I just use Hulu and Netflix. I don't even use them all. And YouTube. So I'm going to check if I have Discovery because I'm definitely going to be watching this. Um, and apparently the girls come forward claiming that he is manipulative and abusive to try to get them to indulge in his very extreme sex fantasies. Now, there's two sides of opinions that are happening now. One side is this is insane. He's a cannibal. He's coercing women to do stuff that they don't want to do. And then there's the other side of it that's uh, that people are saying no 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 this is BDSM BDSM am I saying that right BDSM and you're just trying to what's the word you're just trying to kink shame 
and you shouldn't kink shame. He got their permission. They went into it knowing what he wanted. He was upfront. So we're going to have to watch the documentary and find out what the truth is. Is he manipulating these women into doing things that they didn't want to do? Ending up in it being some type of, I guess, sexual assault scenario? Or did they sign up for it knowing what he wanted and now it's just coming full circle to kink shame him? So I'm going to be watching. I don't know if it's streaming yet. Um, I'll find out. But I'm going to be watching if whenever this airs, I'll be watching it. Okay, let me know if you're going to watch it too because I'm very, very intrigued. Because who is, who just admits to being a cannibal? Are any of you cannibals? <laughs> if you are, tell me. I will keep your secret, but I have to know. How common is this? How common is this? Like, what is going on? How common is this? Are there more people who are low-key cannibals and are too scared to say it? I need some type of like anonymous... Uh, Google Doc sheet or something where someone could tell me <laughs> I need to know how many of you are cannibals and listen I'm not trying to oh I'm scooching my chair over can you hear that I'm not trying to shame you but it's very you have to admit it's very interesting it makes me a little bit nauseous and I gotta know so if you're a cannibal you gotta tell me <laughs> you gotta tell me okay so let's get into dating advice again I don't know why you want my advice Okay, take it from where it comes from. I'm not saying I know best. This was highly requested and it has been requested for a very long time. Almost every single day, I have a message in one of my DMs asking if I have time for advice and it's always a dating scenario. I don't know what any of you have perceived from me (laughs) about dating, but I'm not the nicest, okay? So anyway, let's just get into it. I have questions. So I had asked on the My Big Sisters podcast Instagram. Always check there during the week because I'll ask if you guys have any questions and then we bring it to the episode. So um, let's see. One of the first questions is what should you do? I'm not going to say anyone's name. Everything will stay anonymous. What should you do? When partners in a relationship have a slightly different view of the future. I have a question back. (laughs) Is this something I need to get more context sometimes, but I'm just going to have to assume for this because she didn't provide me with any more context. Um, Is this a recent change? Did this recent, like, were you already together for some time and then it changed? And now you're like, what the fuck? This is not what I thought. Or are you guys just talking, dating, seeing where it goes, but you do not have the same idea of the future? And you're like, do I suck it up because I really like this person? Or, you know, I guess I do have an overall answer to this. I'll just answer both. When you are dating, there are questions you should ask in the beginning to try to filter this out so that way you don't waste your time because don't waste your time and heartache when you already know in the future you don't want kids, but this person does want kids. All that's going to do is cause resentment and heartbreak in the future. 
you might have fell for the person, but you will fall for somebody else. Okay, this is not a lifetime movie. There's not only one love of your life. You will love several people and you will care about several people and you will have a connection with several people. So if you meet in the beginning and your goals do not align, especially about your non-negotiables, kids or what I'm just using kids as an example because it's such a big life choice. So if you definitely want kids, but they definitely do not, just go your separate ways, nip it in the bud. And maybe it will hurt for a little bit and maybe you'll always think about what what if, whatever, let it go. Because first of all, you don't want to have kids who with someone who initially was like, I don't want them. Because what if they have them? They're like, yeah, I was right. I don't want them. <laughs> That's scary. And it just saves you a lot of time and heartache. Now, if you are together a while and now you see that their version of the future and what they want in the future is slightly different from what you thought, or maybe you're changing your opinion and you don't want the same thing anymore, put yourself first. It's so selfish and it's very hard to do, but it's really the only option because, and it's the best and most healthy option because one, think about it. How mean is it to stay with someone knowing you don't want the same thing? This whole time they're thinking you're happy, you want the same things as them, but low key, you're not happy. That sucks, okay? Don't stay with someone because you feel bad or no, no, no. Be upfront and be honest with yourself. Also, you'll be saving yourself a lot of grief in the future. You'll be, you know, it's really important to prioritize your needs because life is very short. And I know I say that all the time, but if you think about it, we're literally not coming back. (laughs) Like, this is not like, this is not like, no, this is not a video game. We're literally not coming back. So if you know for sure you guys do not want the same things anymore, just move on. Just move on. And it, it will be hurtful and it will suck. But I'm sure you'll find somebody else where you guys want the same things. Because also resentment will build. resentment is the worst. It's very hard to come back from. And you don't want to create that in a relationship with someone that you really care about. Now, if it's something that you can work out and you're together for a while, I think you should. Um, I come off like I'm very, just break up, but I'm kind of not, you know, I think that, I think that some things really are worth, worth working out. And if it's something, because she didn't say what it was. She said, slightly different view of the future. What is slightly? Like where you want to live, like Jersey or New York? Like what is slightly? (laughs) Because kids or not having kids married or not wanting to get married, that's not slightly. Those are big decisions. So I, I think if it's something not that big and you really love and care about this person and it checks off all the other boxes and you feel respected and you feel safe around them and you have a good time and you're loving your life, is it really that deep or are you just being a little stubborn? I think you need to sort that out within yourself and decide how serious is it. In the future, if you decided to compromise, are you going to be mad at yourself? Or in the future, if you didn't compromise, are you going to miss this person? It's hard to figure out because like you'll never know. 
but I think it's I think you have to gauge it by how serious is this slight difference okay next question how to get I love this oh my god I love this question how to get comfortable with your man going out with friends he won't talk much while he won't talk while out oh okay so she's saying while he's out he doesn't talk to her that much he doesn't hit her up he doesn't like text her a lot and she also added it's fine but then he always comes home later than the time he tells me okay I don't know in your relationship if he has caused you to be insecure or maybe a past relationship caused you to be insecure. And I'm not trying to call you out and say like, you're being insecure. That's mean. That's not how I mean it. I mean it like literally I'm sensing some insecurity because who cares if he goes out and doesn't really text you? I don't know about you, but when I'm with my friends, I'm not on the phone. I'm really not. I'm really not on the phone. Maybe a little bit. And I try to check. Well, now that we have share, I'll I'll be checking in. But before share, I won't be on my phone for hours. And he'll literally call and be like, what the hell are you doing? I'm not doing anything crazy. But I'm just really in the moment, especially if I'm out partying. Like if I'm out drinking, we're out at the club, no phones. No phone. I don't even like phones around me while I'm out at the club. Like, don't be recording everything. <laughs> don't be taking pictures of everything. Be in the moment. Don't be on your phone. That's obnoxious. Don't take a picture and post it everywhere we are. You know me. I'm not like that. So I kind of relate to being out and not being on your phone and not texting every single update. And I'm also I can also relate to coming home later than the time originally told because why can't I change my mind? If things are fun and we're all having a great time, but I said I was going to be home at 10, guess what? If I don't need to be home at 10, I'm not going to be home at 10. What For why? Because I said that? I'm not a child. This is not like a curfew. I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> I also have a very rebellious personality. I do not like to be told what to do. I do not like, I don't, this is personal. This is where I'm coming from. I don't like anyone telling me be home at this time unless it has to do with share. Like unless it's like I know I have to walk or I know I have to do something. No, no, no. If I don't have work, if I don't have a client early in the morning, if I can fully be out till whatever time I want to, that's what I'm going to do. I don't care what time I said I'm coming home only because I'm an adult and I'm not doing anything disrespectful to my partner. So I kind of get this because unless he caused some type of insecurity for you or whatever. I don't see why he even needs to communicate a lot while he's out or come home at a certain time. Because who cares? You can do the same thing. Go out with your friends. Check in a little bit if you want to. Maybe if he asks, hey, where are you? I just want to make sure you're okay. Cool, cool, cool. If you said you're going to be home at 11, but you came home at 1, okay, and? Like, you could do the same things. We're adults. We're all adults. Now, if you have an insecurity because something happened in the past while he was out, I have some bad news for you, babe. It, that doesn't get better, okay? It doesn't get better and it doesn't go away. There is no way to be comfortable about it. If you have some type of you know, insecurity because of something that already happened, that's not going to improve. It might be time to move on, 
just because trust is a very trust and security in a relationship is a very tricky thing once it's been broken um i don't know if he had promised to you that he would communicate because of such event but if it's overall like unprovoked like (laughs) if you're just someone who needs a lot of reassurance i'm just gonna be a real real big sister here you gotta get over it babe because i got news for you listen listen and listen good because this i mean this for any gender for any type of relationship if someone wants to cheat in any form micro cheating meaning like just texting or instagrams and all snapchat whatever in-person flirting or actually hooking up with someone else or trying to create a whole relationship with someone else it doesn't matter how often you check in on them if you have their location if you go through their phone i have news for you they're going to do it anyway somebody who wants to cheat is going to do it anyway nothing you will do will stop it you might as well be very fucking cool about how often they go out how long they stay out the lack of communication while they're out encourage it even the faster you find out who they are when you're not there is the faster you can get out of being or not being humiliated but feeling humiliated feeling hurt the faster you find out if they're cheaters the better never ever ever set boundaries in a way where it kind of like you you're kind of getting them to not cheat like don't do the you're not going to strip clubs rule stop stop it don't do any of that shit don't go through their fucking phone don't do any of it don't be like well how long are you staying out i don't want you to stop encourage it let them go the faster you learn who they are when you're not around the better the better let them show you give them let them show you that's all it's super simple that's how you get comfortable with it realize that no matter what no matter how honey they could be fucking texting you while they're in somebody else's car do you understand like it doesn't fucking matter that's how you get comfortable with it you realize that no matter what they're gonna do what they want to do if you're there if you're not there if you're texting if you know where they're at if you if they come home at 10 they could come home the time they told you and still did something bad earlier hours before you know like it literally doesn't matter that's how you get comfortable with it it doesn't matter it's either they're gonna do it or they're not and trust me you'll find out yes you will and you'll also know okay so if you're experiencing this and you kind of do know like if you have that gut feeling that's when you investigate it and that's when you make your exit because if you get to the point where you're checking somebody's phone the relationship is over the relationship is over if you got to check somebody's phone over okay it's just you don't want to live that way so that's how you get comfortable with it you realize that no matter what no matter what you do somebody who wants to cheat or be shady or be shitty or micro cheat whatever uh, everything under the umbrella umbrella of disrespect if somebody wants to do any of those things they're going to fucking do it they're going to do it 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you check in. It doesn't matter if you limit things. It doesn't matter if you set a boundary. It doesn't matter. They're going to fucking do it. So let them. The faster you let them do it, the faster you find out who they are. That's my advice on that. That's how you get comfortable with it. Let me pull up the next one. Courage to leave a comfortable relationship and starting over. Said no to a proposal. (gasps) Oh, God. I mean, that is so uncomfortable. (laughs) That's so, was it awkward? Look at me gossiping about it. I'm sorry, hon, but if you're writing to me that you said no to a proposal, I'm obviously going to be like, oh my God, tea. (laughs) I need a drink. Hold on. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I... I wish I saw this earlier and um, asked more questions. How did they ask? What was the proposal like? Did you see the ring? Like, I need more details. How do you leave a comfortable relationship and start over? You know, here's what I would tell you. Like, if you were literally my little sister and was like, I don't know what to do. I'm really comfortable, blah, blah, blah. I would tell you, Get your ducks in a row and be really fucking sure because here's the thing. As you're a big sister, I'm always going to be on your side, right? But part of that is giving you the God's honest truth. I know that, well, it depends. Well, I guess first I would ask you, why do you want to leave? Obviously, something's not clicking. I just assumed that like you were happy, but that was wrong of me. So let me backtrack a little bit. I'm going to ask you like, well, why do you want to leave? Obviously, there's a reason. And then I'm also going to tell you, get your shit in a row. Okay. Because I just almost choked for a second. Because when you leave someone, this person's obviously in love with you to propose. (laughs) I'm assuming. I mean, maybe it's something totally different, but... If someone went as far as proposing to you, I'm assuming they want to spend the rest of their life with you. I'm not going to assume anything toxic unless you tell me. She didn't say anything was toxic. Um, And when you break someone's heart like that, there's really no going back. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to undo a broken heart like that. So I would actually tell you to move slow. Because you don't need to rush into breaking up with anyone. <clears throat> I don't know why my voice cracked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not emotional. I, I My voice just cracks sometimes. Um, really think about it. Even if you need to make a list. Even if you need to write in like a journal about it. Even if you need to vent to a friend about it. Really think about the reasons why you want to break up. And... If it's going to be worth it, did you really lose love or are you just a little bored right now? Like you need to sort all that out. All of my accent came out. Oh my God. Sort all of it out. And then you get your shit together and make a plan. I don't know if you live together or whatever, but you get your shit together and you really think about what you're going to say because 
that's a real broken heart right there. This person just proposed to you and you're turning around being like, I actually want to leave the entire relationship. <laughs> like, holy shit. It's really hard to undo. But I'm also going to tell you, you absolutely should if you want to. Okay, never stay with someone because it's comfortable. Don't stay with someone because you feel bad. Really think about the whole thing and take time to think about it so you could do what's best for you. All I'm telling you is to be really mindful. That's all. Just be mindful. If you know that you want to leave, that's exactly what you should do. That's what you should do. You move on and you'll miss the comfort and I'm sure it'll hurt for you as well. But you just ate it the way you would a breakup. You know, you do it. It sucks. You'll cry. And I'm sure you'll want to run back. And I'm sure you'll you'll have days of regretting it. And when the holidays come, oh, my God, oh, I'm getting like flashbacks of, you know, going through heartbreak. Like, I'm sure, you know, we've all broken up with someone. Oh, my God. Oh, my stomach hurts thinking about it. I've done this before, by the way. <gasps> Should I tell you about it? Well, that's not really what today is. And now I feel like if I don't tell you the story, you're going to fucking message me and be like, bitch, you should have told me the fucking story. Maybe I'll save it for a different day. But I've done this before. Okay. Maybe some of you have too. Breaking up with someone you're comfortable with. <laughs> You'll have those fucking days. Like, you know it's right. You know you should move on. You know you don't want it. You know there's things that you don't want in the relationship anymore. But you will have those days where you're, where you're like sick about it. Like, oh my God, maybe I should go back. You know, also breaking up with someone, I think is harder than being broken up with, in my opinion. Oh my God, I hated it. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so, it's so hard. So I'm sympathizing. I'm not trying to make it about myself. It is my podcast though. Like I have to, you know, I'm only sitting here by myself. It is very, very hard to break up with someone that didn't exactly do something wrong and you just want something new, but it's comfortable and you're safe and cozy. Oh my God, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> it is it is way worse because when someone does something bad, it's like, even though it sucks and you want to rip your heart out and like there's no pain like heartbreak, like I get it, right? But you can always go back to the shitty thing that they've done to get you there, right? Like if someone cheats on you and you fucking break up, you just think about the cheat and then you're back on the next man, like you're back on the dates, you're out of the club, you're at the gym, you're using it as motivation. Like you can always go back to that token of, well, he fucking cheated and you stay away from them. When you break up with someone who didn't do anything and it's comfortable and they're real nice to you, but you just aren't into it anymore, it's way worse because the days you miss them, because you will, You what do you have? You know, you don't really have much. It's like too easy to fall back into it. Unless you meet somebody else right away. It's too easy to fall back into it. Um, so I would just say prepare for that. But absolutely do what's best for you. If you are ready to move on, if you want something new, think about it. Make sure it's what you really want. Because the thing is, and I hate to say this because it's generalizing, but like women do this shit. <laughs> 
I just saw a meme that was like, do the men know that we hate them six months in? <laughs> like, there's a whole theory about our menstrual cycle and uh, and feeling like we don't like them anymore. There's like so much to this. I'm just making a joke of it. I mean, if you're really not happy and you want to move on, that's what you have to do. Just think about it deeply, weigh the pros and cons, make sure it's absolutely what you want before you break somebody's heart and then do it and move the fuck on. And then you ate it like a breakup. So maybe you don't have the token of like, oh, he did this, this and this and you remember it. You know, maybe he didn't fuck up terribly where it's like you don't have that thing to go back on. But make yourself a list of the good things that will be there for you in the future. Aid it like a breakup. Get yourself in a routine. Hang out with new people. Go on dates right away. Okay? Go on date. Go and meet people right away. Don't waste any time. And a lot of people advise against that, but I don't. I think you should. I think you should jump right in because it doesn't mean you're going to recommit to somebody. It just, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you moving. Because it'll be too easy to fall back into the routine, especially when they're calling you crying. Oh, you better be prepared for that. (laughs) You better be prepared for the on the front doorstep, crying, gagging, throwing up, shaking. Okay, you better be prepared for that. And you also better be prepared for the revenge plots of spiteful actions because hurt people act out. Okay, hurt people hurt people. And maybe he's a really sweet person or I actually don't know if she said boyfriend or not. I'm just assuming. I'm sorry. Maybe this person's very sweet and they wouldn't ever do anything mean. But the petty will come out when you break up with someone. Okay? (laughs) I promise. It does. The petty comes out when when you break up with someone. Be prepared for that as well. So aid it like a breakup. Do what you need to do, what's best for you. But just have a game plan of what you're going to do right after you pull the plug. Like even that night, set it up with your friends. Hey, I'm going to talk to so-and-so. I'm ending it. Are you free that night? Because I think I'm going to need like, can I come over and we have a gla- I'll bring a bottle of wine. Can you meet me at the restaurant? We have a few, you know, have a few shots or something like I always revert to alcohol. I'm so sorry. You could go to the, hey, I'm pulling the plug on this. Can you meet me at a spin class? Like, can you come to yoga with me the next day? Can you come over and just, you know, talk to me after? It doesn't have to involve alcohol. (laughs) Do I have an alcohol problem? Um, It doesn't have to involve any type of substance, but, you know, we're grown. So I'm thinking about it like, I'm just thinking about how I would, how I would do it. Like, hey, can you meet me for a fucking drink? (laughs) Because this is terribly heartbreaking and uncomfortable or or something I would really do something I would absolutely do which is what I did book a fucking trip bitch (laughs) pull the plug plan it out pull the plug and get on a plane and pray there's no delays and put that phone on airplane mode and run which is very fucking rude by the way but you got to do what's best for you. Have a plan set up for when you're ready. So that way you have these reinforcements of, you know, following what's true to you. Because it's really hard to be vulnerable and look at someone crying and, you know, kind of fold on your own boundaries. 
So to have a plan in place for when this will take place will really keep you focused and keep you really intentional. Like, okay, this person might cry. They might freak out. They might do this. They might do that. But this is what, like, be proactive about it. Don't be reactive. Don't be reactive. Sometimes we break up with someone in the heat of the moment because they did something bad. And like, it's, you know, it's an emergency. You got to call in. You got to call everybody in. I need this. I need that. But when you kind of know and you're already together and you know in advance you want to end it, you have the advantage of taking care of yourself afterwards, like set it up. Um, as far as afterwards, like with this person, I'm sure you want to provide comfort and like, you know, you could call me. I wouldn't do that. I And, and give it a limit. Like if they have questions and they want to rehash the conversation, give it a limit of three conversations. Past the third, cut the bullshit. You know what I mean? Because then it gets unhealthy and it creates a a toxic cycle of enabling, you know, and stopping them from moving on too. If they want to block you and go start dating people, let them. Let Give them the opportunity to move on as well. And also keep in mind that when you break up with someone and you end a relationship, you do not have a say with how they handle heartbreak. You don't. Even if it feels so shady, even if it feels like, oh my God, how could he sleep with her right away? You don't have, or her, whatever. You don't have a say on how someone handles their pain unless it gets, unless it gets dangerous for you. But if they're not really bothering you, but maybe they blocked you, maybe they won't talk to you again. Maybe they didn't say hi to you when you saw them out. You don't get to judge that. You don't get to judge that. So there's a few things you need to have acceptance of or at least start to navigate in your own head before you really pull the plug. But definitely, you know, if you want to leave someone, if you're at that point to say no to a proposal, start, you know, start making your exit and don't drag it out. Um, Okay. Oh, somebody asked me what to do on a first date. What are questions you should ask on a first date? I got a secret for you. I am a fucking nightmare on a first date, okay? I'm just as straightforward as it seems. What you listen to is what you get. Um, I guess the only difference for me in real life is I'm a little bit more stoic. You know, on a podcast and on camera, I have to give a little bit of performance. But I'm more stoic. But I am forward. I do have a list of questions that I think people should ask. And I do have some advice about dating. If you want to go into dating, if you, you know, if you're scared, because I know that it's, it's so scary right now to date in 2022. Like, holy shit, COVID, monkeypox, psychopaths, cannibals. Like, just don't. That's my advice. Just don't even fucking date. No, that's terrible. Everybody deserves, you know, nobody, nobody should be lonely. I, pre-COVID, I actually advocate for dating. Like, I think you should be dating. I think if you're a single person, date. Go on a million dates. Go on one every single day. I think you should. Now, I don't know. It's like so sketchy and what is going on out there? But whatever. It is what it is, right? For for first date, for first date questions, there are things you can ask that would kind of expose who the person is before you before you get too deep, you know? Before you even go on a second date. So first of all, 
sort out your non-negotiables, okay? Do you want kids? Do you not want to have kids? Do you want to be married? Do you not want to be married? Is your religion a huge factor in your relationships? Is your political views a huge factor in your relationships? Are you pro-vax? Are you anti-vax? Like, is someone being anti-vax going to bother you? Think about all of your huge non-negotiables that cause a lot of issues in relationships. Think that out and make them non-negotiables. If you fall in love with someone, but they're Muslim and you're Christian, is that big enough for you to never, to not stay with them, right? Like sort all of that out before you even start dating and go in with your own set of boundaries. Because let me tell you something, if you're a straight woman and you wanna date straight men, they got their boundaries, babe. (laughs) They got their non-negotiables confirmed. It's locked in. They don't even need, they don't even think about this because they're raised differently. Men are raised with the allowance of, and we can get into this on another podcast, on another episode, I mean. But they go into dating with their own non-negotiables in their fucking head because they were they they were allowed to do that. Women were raised most of the not everyone, not everyone. Don't be dramatic. You know what I'm saying. We were raised to kind of, um, what's the word? What is it when you fold on your own bound compromise? We were raised to compromise, compromise our beliefs because a man chose us and no fucking way. That's not what you're going to do. Excuse me. I'm taking in a lot of air. (laughs) Can you tell I get passionate about this? Go in with your non-negotiables and go in with your red flag list. Okay. What is on your red flag list? Everybody has their own. A lot of us, it's similar, but it's not always similar. Like I learned (laughs) from personal conversations with girlfriends of mine, my red flag list is fucking long and awful. Apparently I'm an awful human being. I have a long red flag list. Maybe you don't. Think about yours right? Like get together with a friend or something, write down what's the non-negotiables, what are your red flags? Your red flags. Not what I think, not what your friend thinks, not what your mom thinks. No, no, no. What's your red flags? Have a red flag list. And then when you're on the date, in your head, filter out the red flags. Because let me tell you something, that's what they're doing. Yes, they are. You could still go on the date and have a genuine experience of like, we're just on a date, like no big deal, no commitment. But if you're someone that's dating and you don't want to really date for the experience or date for fun, if you're dating because you're actually kind of looking for a partner, I think these things are important for your own self-worth and self-love because I think you'll end up hurting yourself being, you know, all willy-nilly about it, but really low-key, you're dating with intent. Now, if you're dating to have fun, which I've done as well. If you're dating because you don't want to be committed and you really are not looking for a boyfriend, but you want a girlfriend, whatever, but you want to just be on dates and shit, you don't need to, who gives a fuck? If you think they're hot and you're having fun, you don't need to care about non-negotiables or a red flag list. Who gives a fuck? You have no intention of dating them long-term. Have fun. Enjoy the experience. I recommend that too. Like, oh my God, do not rush into relationships, please. Don't. 
be single and have fun for as long as you possibly want to. Do not listen to any type of age limit bullshit. No, no, no. Go and have fun for the rest of your life if that's what you want. But I'm talking about like if you're looking for a partner, you should kind of have your list of boundaries, non-negotiables, and your red flags list. Now, here are some questions and some things to pick up on on a first date that will kind of tell you about another human being. Tattoos, okay? If the person has terrible tattoos, it kind of speaks to what, how they think about things long term. Now, if they got a tattoo at 17... <laughs> And it was really fucking dumb. It doesn't mean they will always be an awful person. You know, that's not what I mean. But I mean, like, if someone is just head to toe covered in like really just it's not artwork. It's just, okay. you're a spontaneous person. Pick up on that, because what if you're not a spontaneous person? I'm a spontaneous person. I don't mind. I'm definitely like, I'll change my mind in a fucking heartbeat. I don't really like commitment. But if you're somebody who likes commitment and you're looking for, you want to be married and you want to be with someone very secure and smart and thinks long term and wants to have children raise their kids right, the person with the crazy, random, not really well thought out or planned tattoos probably an indicator that they don't think the same way that you do. Do you know what I mean? Because think about it. Tattoos are forever, right? We all know that, which is fine. I have tattoos. I'm sure a lot of you have tattoos. That's not a big deal. But when they're on your, if if somebody has a tattoo on their fucking hand and it says, fuck you, <laughs> like if somebody has a shitty tattoo on their literal hand, and they're not a tattoo artist and they're not into arts and they're not like a f- very successful artist or like a fashion designer, you know what I mean? Then w- what does that tell you about this person? Like there's little indicators that you could find while you're dating and talking to people that will be a tell about who they truly are without you even needing, without you even having to ask them. Another good question is on a first date, like something you can ask while you're on the date, um, if you're dating with intent, is how do you cope with stress? And see what they tell you. See what they tell you. If they're like, oh, you know, I like I go out and have a beer. <laughs> I got news for you, babe. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, we all have a drink when we're stressed. But to me, I would read that as like, hmm, what if it's like a really stressful year? Are you drinking every single day? Um. You could also ask, oh, something I would ask is, what is your opinion on the Kardashians, especially to a man? And I'll tell you why. Hold on. Let me take a drink. I have a Kardashian theory, which is probably also why I mention them in every single fucking episode now. No, I don't. I think I only mentioned them in a couple. But still, my Kardashian theory is you can tell someone's character by how they respond when you bring up the Kardashians. Because if you think about it, you do not need to consume any Kardashian content. You don't need to buy any Kardashian branding. You don't need to like follow them. But when you ask someone about them and they immediately get 
really nasty or have a visceral reaction to it or they have a comment or something judgy to say to me that's very telling because why why they don't have a podcast where they like openly say terrible things they don't they kind if you think about it they just put out their pictures and you know they have their show and they have a million brands but all they do is just be beautiful and they're already viral. Like they really don't do much that's insane. So I find that when someone's like, oh my God, I fucking can't stand them. I fucking hate the Kardashians. It's like, why? And if they can't point out why, it's really giving misogyny. Okay. To me, it's like the fastest way to see where they stand without getting too deep because you don't want to go on a first date and be like so who'd you vote for (laughs) like if you do if you do want to take that route because if politics are huge you know if that's a huge deal breaker for you go go fucking go for it and please tell me how it went but if you want to kind of skip that and do it in a more fluffy way in a more like conversation with a new person appropriate way something a good question is like so how do you feel about the kardashians and then see what they say if they're like oh i fucking hate them (laughs) listen run okay run because why 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 do you hate them like if, if and if they don't have if they don't say something like well i met kim and she punched me in the face like if they don't have a real answer it shows that in their character they find issue with things that have nothing to do with them and I promise you that does not lead anywhere good it doesn't because what does that say about you find issue with things that have nothing to do with you if you don't like them don't watch if they say oh I'm not really a fan like I don't I don't I see that they go viral a lot but I don't I don't consume a lot of their content so I don't really have an opinion then it's like okay that's fair or if they're like you know I was never a fan um I feel like they're pushed in our face a lot, but I'm not, you know, I'm not into it. Like she's not my type of girl or like a curvy girl like her is not really my type or shit like that. Okay. But if they're right away like, oh, I fucking can or oh, she's a fucking slut because she had a sex tape and okay, what? (laughs) Kim is not a slut. (laughs) Like, first of all, that's the other thing. If you're somebody using the term slut, hoe, comments like she's for everybody she gets around red flag boom red flag okay even in your friend groups slut hoe all these comments that those things are not even don't even say them around me don't even we don't slut shame anyone um and if we are slut shaming it ain't gonna be kim kardashian like are you dumb how many people do you think she even really slept with i doubt it was a lot she had one sex tape with her trusted boyfriend (laughs) like that does not make you a slut that just makes you a bad decision maker and look how her life turned out so all that's telling me is she's a pretty good decision maker if someone leaves out the fact that these girls are incredibly smart or at least kim and chris are incredibly smart there's there's something off there you don't want to get invested in someone who can't admit when someone's smart especially a woman big red flag but again you need your own red flag list maybe you're listening to me and you're like you're a fucking idiot (laughs) 
Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But you need your own red flag list. That's definitely on my red flag list. Oh, 100%. Someone who uses the word slut, how the phrase is like, she's for everybody, even in friends or fat shaming or look shaming. Like if you're calling somebody fat around me, if you're clocking what someone ate around me, if you are anything like judging someone's appearance or anything under that umbrella, oh God, huge red flag, run. I can't do it. I don't like it. I don't like making fun of people. I don't like any of those things. And you will kind of see all these things on a first date. These are these are real indicators that, believe it or not, often get ignored. They do. They get ignored. It's like little things where, think about it. If you're on a date with somebody and, and, and you're making a conversation, he says something like, oh, I had a girlfriend, but you know, she's a fucking slut. She's for everybody. Run run. There's no such thing as a slut. And we could talk about this in another episode, but there's no such thing as a slut. There isn't. Okay. Just take my word for it. <laughs> um, and as far as first dates, like if you're just wanting, if you feel awkward, cause I get this a lot too. You know, I feel awkward. I don't even know what to say on a first date and what, and whatever. Just use your best charm and be yourself. The best thing you can do while dating is be yourself. Don't try to be somebody they like. Don't go into it thinking, well, are they going to like this shirt? Are they going to like this dress? Are they going to like these shoes? I think they're into rocker music. Rocker music? What the fuck am I saying? I think they're into rock and roll. Should I wear this? No, no, no. Be who you are and show up as you. Show up as you and stay true to yourself. That way you can sort out if the person really even likes you or not. And this is something a lot of people do, a lot. They will try to shape their personality around the person that they like. And that is the fastest way to get manipulated and get your heart broken or lose yourself or create more anxiety for yourself. Because what does that do? And why are you hiding yourself to date someone? And what's wrong with you that you need to be somebody else to try to get someone to date you? No, no, no. And that's also manipulative. It's it's a little manipulative. Be who you are. Show up on the first date as who you are. When you want to text someone, you don't need to think, should I say this? Should I say something different? Stop. Be who you are. You don't need to manipulate the situation to try to get the results that you need to fill your ego. Dating will shoot your ego down and there's days where it will suck, but it's very important that you stay true to yourself and show up as you and gauge your results that way. Also, if someone doesn't like you, who gives a fuck? Not everyone is going to like you and you don't want to be for everybody. No, you don't. You don't want to be the person that everybody likes. You absolutely don't want to do that. You don't want to be the person that every guy wants. You don't want that. You want to find the person that likes you for you, not who you made up on the first date, not who you put on your Tinder profile, Hinge profile. You want to put the real shit out there so that way you know every single day that you're dating this person. They like me for me because I never pretended to be anyone else. I got some advice for you too. 
for someone from someone who has had a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> they will like you for you if you were authentic. They will. And you can be mean and you can be guarded and you can be exactly who you are. You don't have to sugarcoat a single fucking thing. The people who like you will find you. And you could do whatever you want on the first date. Somebody also asked me, should you sleep with them on the first date? If you want to, I mean, be safe, like monkeypox and stuff. Wear a condom, be safe. You know, I don't know how to go about this. Like, can you request um, STD records? Like how soon, How? when's the last time you got tested and, you know, wear a condom and just be really safe. But if that's what you want to do and you're in the moment, and you feel the vibes, and it's authentic to what you want in your life experience, do it. Please don't follow any fucking set of rules that somebody convinced you of based on, well, guys don't like that. Guys don't like if you're too easy. Please never even say that around me. That's not how we're going to operate our lives when we go into dating. It's sh- not here, okay? Not any, none of the little sisters, that's not how you're going to fucking date, period. No, it's not happening. You do what you want to do. As long as you are safe and you feel comfortable, you go with the flow. Do what you like doing and be authentic. Because let me tell you something. The best feeling is knowing you were true to yourself and there was nothing more you could have done. Say if you really like somebody. We've all had our heart broken, right? Say if you really like somebody, but it didn't work out. And now you're sitting there fucking crying. You're DMing me. Oh my God, we broke up. I, what do I do? Were you authentic to yourself the whole time? Were you you? Did you show up as you? Find peace in that there was nothing else you could have done. Because there is no sense in changing who you are to get them to like you more. You showed up as you. And it didn't vibe. It didn't fucking work. So... There's a million other people who will be interested in you for who you are. There's other people that you will connect with. And every single time you will have the peace of knowing I was authentic and I was me and it would have never worked out because the person I showed up as that person didn't like or didn't like enough or didn't fall in love with. You want someone to fall in love with you for who you are. And then every single day you won't have these, you won't, you'll have less insecurities about if they really like you or not, if you're being authentic to you. You don't have to wonder like, oh my God, does he still really like me? Does she still really like me? Uh, You don't have to wonder because you're showing up as you. And if they're still around, then they do. Now, if you're going around acting like you like certain music or certain foods or certain, you know, activities that you don't, you're not really into, yeah, you should be a little bit worried if they really like you because if you're low-key lazy but but you're pretending to be into fucking sports or activities or like, you know, uh, it's eventually that will come up, you know, eventually. And that's disheartening. That's Do you ever date someone who pretended to like shit that they don't really like and then down the line you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't even know this person. It's like a form of manipulation. You want to show up as you. Also, there's nothing wrong. Let me tell you something right now. You don't need to pretend to be into sports. Are some of you pretending to be into sports, but you don't really like it? 
if you really like sports, that's fine. But I got news for you. You cannot like sports and still date someone who does. Like, you don't have to like everything that they like in order for it to work. It's just your non-negotiables have to kind of align, basically. And that takes a lot of dating. It does. I, I really suggest not settling down for, don't settle. Date a lot of people. Eventually, you will find someone who agrees with all your non-negotiables, who doesn't check every fucking box on the red flag list. (laughs) Maybe one or two, but all of them. Eventually, you'll find a good fit, whatever it may be, and it will be wonderful. Okay, I'm getting really tired. I also have to eat. I don't know if you can hear my stomach growling. I do this every single day, by the way. I will wait until my stomach actually hurts before I eat because you know I fucking hate (laughs) cooking and cleaning the kitchen and... I didn't even tell you about this. I need to tell you about my meatball meltdown. Maybe I'll tell you in the next episode. I am having such a phobia about ordering food and it being contempt, please. It's it's been a mess over here. Um, I'm gonna go eat. What I had one more thing to tell you now. I fucking forgot. This is what this is because I need to go eat food. If I remember what the thing is, I will write it somewhere on Instagram because I can't forgot. I can't <laughs> Oh my God, I'm expiring as I sit here. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Stay well and I love you.